0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Our buddy Ed Kratz, who is the uh, Eagles' maven for Sports Illustrated, joins us first. Uh, Ed, before anything else, how are you getting through this? Your family, everyone healthy, everybody doing Okay.
2: Uh yeah, Ricky, everybody's uh hanging in there. You know, there's six of us here uh, kind of quarantined at my home. So, uh you know, it, it, the walls close in every now and then. They get a little little closer uh on some days, but uh, we're getting through fine. We're healthy, and that's the important thing.
1: That is the most important thing. And obviously, I think uh you know, I, you would echo my 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 thoughts and sentiments uh that of how proud we are of all the first responders and everyone out there on the front lines that are doing their best to get us through this
2: well you know i throw out a shout out to my wife who is on the front line she works in the healthcare field and uh you know she's out there every day uh treating patients so uh you know it, it, a little bit scary you know mm-hmm. for her but there are certain steps that she needs to take you know when she comes home and um has to kind of disinfect so to speak but uh but she's out there and she's working you know as many hours as she used to if not more so well uh, a big know, salute
1: do. a big salute to mrs yeah. kratz then absolutely yeah. uh, and, and and to all those uh, that just like her are putting their own health and safety on the line each and every day uh from the healthcare workers like i said ed the the supply chain people from the truck driver to the, the to the mm. girl or gal that uh that's restocking the shelves uh, at the stores and, and trying to keep some level of normalcy to our lives as we get through this. All right, let, let's get right to it with the with the Eagles as we get closer and closer to the draft. What are you hearing, number one, about maybe Howie going one way, or the other staying at twenty one, and and what's the Maven's take on this?
2: Uh, well, Ricky, I mean it's it's like you mentioned earlier, it, it's going to be a draft, but like we've never seen before, this virtual draft and. You know, I know the Eagles' war room on draft weekend is typically, you know, at least a dozen, probably a few more people uh, all together in one room. You're not going to have that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, I mean, how he's going to be sitting in his own uh, home by himself. Now he'll be plugged in with, you know, his scouts and, uh, you know, Connor Barwin, who's in an, an a special assistant to Howie, You know he'll be plugged in with all these people virtually and, you know, through technology, but he's going to be sitting all by himself in a room. And, you know, if he has questions and, you know, if there's a glitch or something in this technology and you, you can't get an answer quick enough, I mean, it's going to be up to Howie to make, uh, make the final call mm-hmm. uh, maybe without all the counts, uh, consult that he's used to in the past with other you know, the people in the room. So that's kind of an interesting side to this. And, you know, we all know how he loves to move around in the draft. You know, the last two years he's made moves in the first round, and he's done that three out of the last four drafts, actually, if you go back to 2016 when he uh, made two trades to kind of rocket up the draft board to get the number two to take Carson Wentz. He stayed Pat in 2017 and took Derek Barnett, but the last two years, Last year, he traded up three spots with the Baltimore Ravens and grabbed Andre Dillard. Two years ago, the Eagles had the 32nd pick, first time in team history after they won the Super Bowl, uh, but he didn't stay there. He traded back out of the first round into the second round with, again, the Baltimore Ravens. So, you know, my contention is, is, why wouldn't they do it again, the Eagles and the Ravens? The Ravens are sitting at number 28. The Eagles are sitting at number 21. I know they really like Justin Jefferson, But what happens if Justin Jefferson is not available to them at 21? Uh, Could the Eagles trade back with the Ravens at 28? I think it's a very distinct possibility they do that. I know the Ravens are looking for linebacking help. So if you're with Baltimore, you look at that and you think, well, you know what? Why not go up to number 21 and have our pick of the three best linebackers in this draft? Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, Zach uh, Bond from Wisconsin, all three of those probably still there at 21. Why not go up and get one? And the Eagles slide back. Baltimore has two second-round picks, two third-round picks. The Eagles can pick up one of those uh, and have a little more ammunition for later in the draft, and they're still in the first round. I don't see them trading up, Ricky. I just don't I just don't see who they would trade up with to get one of those uh, premium receivers. You know, the big three we've talked about, the two kids from Alabama, Ruggs and Judy, uh, and then Oklahoma's CeeDee Lamb. I just don't think they have the ammunition to move up. Uh, I know they've already spent – Two draft picks to acquire Darius Slay, so they have eight picks, and I know how he wants to keep uh, keep the number of picks this year strong because the last two years they've only had five selections and he's talked pretty much all season off season long here about wanting to have as many picks as possible because the more picks you have, the more chances you have of getting them right. So I don't think they'll move up. I'd be surprised if they moved up, but I could certainly see him moving back.
1: Is there and let's assume if Jefferson is gone. And that probably means Higgins is gone also. So uh, le- let's look at a scenario where the five receivers, the the three that you mentioned, Higgins and Jefferson, are gone. Is there someone else? Who's? I guess my question is who's the, the sixth best receiver that could be there in that Baltimore spot at 28?
2: Well, you know, that's the, that's the crazy thing is there's so many talented wide receivers. You know, the Eagles could have – uh, you know, someone ranked six and another team could have him ranked 12th or, or vice versa. I mean, it's just, there's so much talent there. And uh, the, the Ravens GM, Erica Costa came out this week and said, you know, usually you see talented groups where they're all kind of clustered in the first three rounds, but because this receiver class is so deep, they could find a starter in the fifth round. Um, but I would say to answer your question, I think Denzel Mims is a real possibility. I know they've had a lot of conversations uh, with him, the Baylor wide receiver, uh, you know, you could look at someone like a Jalen Rager um, at that spot, or even Brandon Ioke from Arizona state. Um, but, you know, here's the thing too, like Laviska Chenault, he's a possibility. I mean, there's just so many names and so many players in this draft and, you know, they're all not going to hit, you know, all these names and all these players that in this class at wide receiver, they're all not going to come out and be stars. There's going to be some busts and um, your evaluations are going to have to be as right as you can get them in this, You know, in this uh, evaluation period, which really there hasn't been much of one because of, you know, all the restrictions in place because of the virus. But, um, you know, you look at a kid like LaVisca Chenault, who early uh, in this mock draft process, you know, back in February, he was kind of the guy that people thought the Eagles were going to take at 21. Now, he's had some offseason surgery. So has uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, Van Jefferson, a, a kid from Florida who might have been a third-round pick, he's had some surgery. So, you know, would the Eagles take a chance on someone coming off of a surgery after back in 2017 when they did that with Sidney Jones,
1: mm. uh, who
2: had torn his Achilles, would Howie dip back into that well? And it especially when they really haven't had a chance to do their own medical evaluations on them uh, this time around. So you have to wonder who that sixth guy would be. I would, at this point, guess it would probably be uh, Denzel Mims but I'm thinking if they trade back to 28 they might try to do something with a pass rusher uh, at that spot or or a cornerback uh, and then maybe in the second round they would have probably two picks if they do trade back with the Ravens and are able to get another second round pick then maybe they address receiver in the second round maybe with both of those picks so and then there's you're looking at a, a crew like KJ Hamler or right. or uh you know Donovan People Jones or, or uh, Chase Claypool. I mean, like I said, there's just so many names you could throw out there that um, they really have to have plenty of evaluations on these guys. So there's enough enough depth at
1: wide receiver where if the guy you really covet isn't there, you can still get quality later on if you move back and maybe be able to uh, you know uh, cover some of your other needs in the meantime.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I could, I could see that as a possibility. You know, when Howie talked to us uh, a few weeks back on a conference call, he even mentioned that his view of the receiver position uh, isn't the same as how the public views it. Like, he, he thinks that guys just need to get and stay healthy. Uh, speaking, of course, of Deshaun Jackson and the now Sean Jeffrey coming back, and I think Jeffrey's going to come back. Uh, not much you can do with him right now. He's hurt. You don't know when he's going to be ready to play again. Um, but I think they're kind of counting on him to come back healthy too. And you hope, you really hope, and the key to this thing is J.J. Ortega-Whiteside uh, takes that big jump from year one to year two. So Howie's not as pessimistic about this receiving core as maybe the fan base might be, um, but, but I still think they're going to address it. Whether they do that in the first round, I, I don't know. I, You know how they love to build on the lines, uh, Ricky. You know, they, mm-hmm. they drafted Dillard on the offensive side. I mean, they could if they trade back, uh, they could look at somebody like an A.J. Epinesa, the, the defensive end from Iowa at 28, or, uh, you know, a pass rusher uh, in that spot, maybe a kid from Auburn like Marlon Davidson. Um, and then, like I said, address it later in the draft because there are going to be names after. But you just have to make sure your evaluations on those guys are, are correct if you're going to wait that long uh, and, and pluck one of these guys that maybe not a lot of people have as highly rated as the Eagles. Do we have any idea, Ed? Of
1: where the evaluation process, you know, teams operate differently. Where were the Eagles, in your opinion, uh, when everything got shut down? Did they, you know, do you think that maybe they got caught with their pants down, or were they ahead of the game? You know, more or less in the same place where they should have been at that time? Uh, did they? Did was there a hint? that something might be going down, that maybe they worked, you know, 24-7 a week before things, you know, changed and our whole world changed. Where do you think the Eagles were as far as their preparation when our world changed basically a month ago?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think they were necessarily ahead of the game at that point. I, they probably were just kind of proceeding, maybe knowing in the back of their mind that something could happen. I don't know if they predicted that it would be this kind of severe Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they they had taken all the kind of the steps that they had taken in previous years. They had senior uh, bowl. All, everything
1: was covered. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yes, sir. Everything was. I think mean, everybody was at their uh, those events. Um, they had, I think, seven uh, top thirty visits. You know, that you can bring in thirty prospects uh, in this evaluation period. They had brought in seven of them at that point. So uh, before everything got shut down, but you know, you can still have these FaceTime. Uh, conversations. I think you could have an hour of a FaceTime conversation with a prospect to kind of get to know them. So, um, you know, all teams are doing that. But I think the Eagles are probably about where they would normally be um, before things got shut down. Maybe they were a little ahead of the game. I mean, seven seems like a pretty high number of pre-draft visits to have in before everything kind of got buckled down. When was that? Maybe in March, uh, you know, March 10th, 11th, somewhere in that time frame. Uh, so I think you know having seven in at that point for a draft that wouldn't take place for another six seven weeks is is pretty good I think I think that might have been a, a pretty high number, um, but uh, yeah I think I think you know they're they're probably right where they need to be and no other team has any other advantages all teams are in the same boat with this and you know the Eagles are right there with every other team
1: I'm making Ed Kratz the guy that makes the pick assuming you don't move up <laughs> or down okay. You're at mm-hmm. 21, the Eagles are on the clock, you're making the pick, you, we don't know uh, right now, okay, you're the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And let's say that Higgins and Jefferson, let's assume Higgins and Jefferson are still there, we're at 21, who are you taking?
2: Well, I, I think they would take Justin Jefferson in that case. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't heard a whole lot of uh, – a whole lot of anything about Higgins and in, in their evaluation process. But I've talked to enough people to know they really like Justin Jefferson um, enough that they would probably make him that pick at 21. But, you know, and that's who I'll go with, Ricky. But let's just look at this scenario. The Minnesota Vikings are sitting right behind the Eagles at number 22. They need a wide receiver because they traded away Stefan Diggs to the Bills. Correct. Mm -hmm. So the Vikings beat the Eagles up the draft board in 2017 when they got ahead of them by two picks and drafted Dalvin Cook, a player the Eagles would have taken, at 43 in 2017. But the Vikings went up, got him, and the Eagles maybe caught a little flat-footed, ended up taking Sidney Jones two picks later. So you have to look at the Vikings as a real player in this draft. 22 right now and uh you know they could trade up ahead of the eagles and they could grab justin jefferson so they're they're another factor that's going to be heard from in this draft
1: i threw these questions out at the audience tonight i will throw them out to you number one when the all clear you know is declared okay do you think that fans behavior in the stadium you are you i doubt you're going to have the high-fiving the hugging with fans it's not going to be the same, Ed. How will our new social distancing and the way we're being reprogrammed here as people affect home field advantage
2: in a football game? See, I think sports are such an emotional part. Uh, you know, when you're sitting in that stadium, uh, and it's been a while since I've I've been a fan, but, you know, when you watch other fans, it's just such an, an emotional experience. So when you see Carson Wentz throw a, a touchdown pass, like he did to Greg Ward to beat the Redskins last year. Right. uh, And win that game, I I still think fans are going to get up. And I think they're going to act like they would in an emotional moment. I think they're the, the, this virus and everything, if it's safe, if everybody has been vaccinated or, or the all clear has been given, whatever it is, I think you're still going to see fans get excited. I think you, I don't think you're going to see them sit on their hands or, or just clap like you're, you know, you're at the theater. I think you're going to see fans high-fiving and, chest bump, and I think it's going to go back to the same way it was. And I say that just because I think sports is such an emotional outpouring uh, that, that, that that's what you're going to see is fans are just going to get caught up in the moment, they're going to get emotional, and they're just going to revert to what they know.
1: Something you've taken for granted that you realize now during this period of time could be the simplest of things, but in your head, something on a daily basis that you really miss that right now has been taken away from you.
2: Well, I could look at my waistline and say, well, you know, I miss going to the gym. To the gym. That's big for you. I know
1: that for a fact. (laughs) Yeah. And the last thing I'm asking the audience tonight is give me an album or two uh, that you have in your collection, your music that you can listen to from beginning to end. It's that good that you don't have to skip tracks.
2: Oh boy, let's see. I I'm a big Tom Petty fan, so I would probably go with some Tom Petty greatest hits. Uh, and and well, that's but that... that's
1: che- that's cheating. It's greatest hits. You
2: uh, know, all that... right. uh, okay. Well, how about ac I'm a big ac guy. What that Back in Black album that they had? Big fan of that. I would probably do ACDC. And and you know what else? I would play. I would play the soundtrack to Les Mis. I love that music, the, you know, the musical Les Mis. It goes for, awesome. You can listen to that whole thing from front to back? I could. It's my favorite musical. I've seen it four times. I was supposed to see it in March in Philadelphia at the Kimmel Center, but, of course, it got canceled. Um, it would have been my fifth time seeing it. Uh, I just love the music. I love that show, and it just it's very powerful to me, and I could listen to that. Non, you know, uh, not nonstop, but all the way through without skipping a track.
1: For those that don't know Ed, okay, he is a wrestling guy. I mean, real <laughs> wrestling. The guy's <laughs> built like Mount Rushmore is a rock, all right. <laughs> but yet he is, he wants to listen to late <laughs> I'm not built <feeling laughs> like a rock
2: anymore,
1: Ricky. It's you. a beautiful thing. There's a tender side. There's a cultured <laughs> side to Ed Kratz, the Maven. Ed, thank you very much my friend salute your wife thank her on behalf of all of us stay safe and we'll talk soon before the draft
2: thank you ricky that means a lot to me you stay safe too
1: all right that's that Crad sports illustrated
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it